Echo's Box Podcast is not meant to be or claiming to be a good place for therapeutic advice. The host is not a licensed therapist and is not offering any services or advice related to mental health in a professional manner. The content discussed on Echo's Box is commonly highly explicit due to the real nature of expressing honest emotions. While we don't mean to offend anyone, the reality is these discussions might be triggering to many people. Out of respect for all, please do not listen if this content isn't right for you, and forgive us if you have a poor experience. Keep your brain healthy. Welcome back to Echo's Box. You were just listening to a little snippet of the song Fake Love off the recent EP I dropped. You can find that everywhere there's music. It's under the Starstruck EP by Jones. Literally on all platforms, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, you name it, it's there. All my social medias for all my music stuff have been updated just a little bit. So it's all It's Jones Music. So at It's Jones Music. So that's TikTok, Instagram, or whatever other platform I'm on where I have a username. It'll likely be that. Uh, Right now, I'm only really on those two and Facebook. So be sure to give all those a follow. I think Facebook might be a little bit different, but it'll be obvious. It's still Jones. All right. That's enough music promo. So onwards and upwards, right? This is episode 22, and I'm calling it frustration because that's the central emotion that I want to share today. And uh, a quick apology for the delays in episodes. I guess I'm technically on time for a minimum quota for an episode a month. Uh, It's just last minute. I have had a ton going on, and as all of my frequent listeners and my friends already kind of know because I've talked about it on the podcast here and there some, um, I've finally cleared my first step into sort of rehabilitating my life back to normal. I just finished buying my very first house, uh, closed out of my lease with my old landlords, and I got myself all moved in. Well, sort of. It's been unpacking central here 24-7, just constant unpacking. I am close to done, though, but unfortunately what that means is once I'm done unpacking, it's just going to be a lot of saving and patience to really grow this house into a new home to get all like the things I need, whether it's curtains or I don't even have a refrigerator yet. It's just a lot of stuff. So even when unpacking's done, there's still more to do. Why am I sharing all of this though? Well, to be honest, as nice as this new situation should make me feel, it simply doesn't make me feel very nice, or at least not all the way. And that is precisely the root of my recent frustration. You see, I sort of glided over a step there in in my recent couple statements. The line I said about this being the first step into sort of rehabilitating my life back to normal, yeah, that line, Let me expound on that for a bit, because I believe there's a lot of missing context that I haven't been sharing over these last few months on the podcast. So over the last year, I spent all my time investing in and helping others. I gave up my time, my money, my resources, and even emotional investment into many different people. Some of these people took what they needed and left. Some of these people took and reciprocated, but never really stuck around. And there are certain two or three that took and took until I had nothing left to give. All of that's okay, of course. I'm not here to cry victim. I put myself up into these situations, and I really just wanted to see all these other people succeed and be okay. So I was okay with doing that. 
That said, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you may see where this is headed already. I've talked a lot about putting yourself first, not overextending yourself, and being sure that you do what's right by you. Of course, I also teach that helping others is good, but only if you're capable of doing that and in a good state to do that. That's because I also teach setting good boundaries to know what you can and can't do for yourself and to take care of yourself, even if you need to take care of others too. What I'm not so good at sometimes though is practicing my own teachings. So what do I mean by pointing all of that out? Well, I mean to say that I did it. I overexerted myself. On my quest for friends and companionship to combat loneliness and try to rebuild myself, I crossed paths with many people. Some are awesome and have been my friends since before I even began the podcast. Others were not who I thought they were, and I have had to make some choices to let them go. I had many a romantic interest during this time, many new friends were made, some potential colleagues, even had a roommate that I just parted ways with. Some of these new folks were even featured on the podcast as my first guests, and I still think they're kind people who I'd probably grab dinner with. But ultimately, I noticed that I was giving too much, and that much was obvious, actually. My own friends would express concern and tell me that. What was not so obvious is how I trapped myself in and how deeply that impacted my overall psyche. I knew I was giving too much, but I didn't realize the the real reason why I was giving so much. And I almost didn't even want to make an episode on all this, honestly. It feels too personal. But then I realized, well, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the podcast, and I've shared worse. The difference now is, and this is kind of what makes it feel scary as compared to other things, is this is a fresh wound. It's not an old scar. It's not something that I'm bringing up and talking about that I've worked through. It's something that I'm actively working through, and that makes it feel a little bit scarier. It takes a little more courage and a little more careful word choice to convey that uh, all these emotions that I want to express, I guess. Um, as a result, I realize I'm going to be speaking with regret a lot in regards to my own choices and not really being fair to myself in the fact that other people played a part in all this too. And really, there were a lot of people who didn't do right by me or respect me at all. And I'm not going to really be acknowledging that maybe as much as I should in terms of fairness to myself, but that's not what this is about. That's perfectly okay. I'm doing this intentionally because this isn't a place for me to come and shit on people. There's two sides to every coin. I'm not perfect either. In fact, as you'll see, a lot of my tie-cutting actions are very ghostly and rude in their own right, whether they're warranted or not. Uh, What I do want to talk about, though, is what sort of state those things put me in and where I'm at now and why I feel frustrated. So kind of how I got there. Not really talking about individual people, but more of the situations I've been in uh, that, that led me to where I am now, if that makes sense. So let's start maybe towards the top of last year. I was dating someone and things were seemingly going well, but abruptly, I think at the first week of February, may have been late January, I can't remember too well now, but she came over and broke things off. She cited that her own mental health was getting worse Uh, and that I had nothing to do with me, that I had been an excellent partner, but she had to grow and and move on and didn't feel right bringing me through that. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast already before. Uh, In hindsight, a year later, her and I are chill as fuck. She's a cool person. We don't talk much, but we definitely would call each other friends, just not very close ones. But that's one human being that I'm glad I spent time with and equally glad that we went our separate ways. No hard feelings. It was easy to move on from and and quick to grow with, even though it hurt. but 
it was so mutually kind of okay like everything amicable that by the time spring came around again i was uh, i was ready to date again and i met some awesome folks uh, most didn't work out romantically well, i guess all of them didn't work out romantically <laughs> at this point but uh many of them that didn't turned into cool folks to like go to shows with and they brought me into new friend groups and we grew our circles together and it's it's especially cool for the ones that are like a few cities away from me. It's nice just to know that I have kind of a home base whenever I'm hours away from my actual home. It's super cool. Those relationships I, I value very much. Very very beneficial. So not not all bad things came from all this exploration and meeting people. But one person that I've mentioned uh, on the podcast before, I've I've helped a few times. Um, they ended up being my roommate for almost the last year, and. That was another person that I met via dating around. It didn't work out, but something about them made me think that they were just a, a good person that was down on their luck. At the time, I had the means to help them get on their feet, but I didn't realize that I was actually robbing myself of some very important things in the process of that. Um, throughout the the summer of last year, I kept just pushing through, but I was going into some debt little by little and I just couldn't keep up with myself. I found myself always spending money on others to help them out. I'd grab medicine for some folks, I'd help give rides, I'd pay small bills and fines here and there, just anything to help these friends out. This was noble, but not wise. At some point, you have to make sure you're protecting your own finances because even though I personally had emergency money for specific purposes like these, it was for me. It wasn't for other people. So. Why was I spending it on them? This comes down to the main thing that I want to talk about. Why was I doing it? Why did I let somebody remember me? Why was I helping all these people with all these random things? Well, I thought it was out of that nobility. It was just to be helpful. And it was. It's not that that wasn't a part of it. But the deeper rooted thing, as it turns out, that I realized is because I felt I didn't deserve it. Because I wasn't using it and it existed and there were other people who did, I felt like I would feel better if someone else was able to grow past their struggles since I didn't feel like I deserved to grow past my own for myself. Does that sound familiar? If you've been around on the podcast long enough? That's that ugly depression monster kind of sneaking its way back into my logical thought process and throwing things off course. So that was really what was seated at, at, at the depths of everything yeah I did legitimately just want to be helpful that's not untrue but I also didn't feel like I deserved to help myself and I really hurt myself with that so cut forward months later my rent goes up from renewing my lease I've helped out my roommate with a car I've helped out other friends with uh, food and bills again I've paid for myself and my own emergencies I've had thousands of dollars in hard cash down the drain and my debt is amassing my car broke two which ways uh, just lots of my own personal problems on top of trying to help everybody else with their problems too so on top of this I decided that I was going to need to buy a house so I can stop getting drilled in by my rent going up every year and also help get my space back in order just to have something that was actually mine. I decided that that's, that was my goal. I wanted to do that even with all this other stuff going on because that at the time while things were amassing and while I was spending more than I, I would normally like to spend and not able to budget how I normally budget, I was still doing okay, right? 
I, I wasn't feeling the full effects of it yet because it wasn't time to buy a house. That that that's really what did it all in. But um, that said, like I said, I was doing mostly okay. It was very stressful. Finance stuff was stressful, but I was doing okay. It was more than just the finances, though. Far more. I was falling in and out of my routines. The routines of exercise and meditation that kept me sharp and focused. I was sharing a space with another person, and, and doing this means compromise. Since it was temporary, I thought it was really helping someone, and so I was willing to sacrifice and compromise, compromise in ways that I really shouldn't have and normally wouldn't have. I ended up spending months sleeping on a couch whenever I did sleep and giving them my bed because, well, I really used it. Got good old insomnia, so that was my justification there. Not a great one, but that's what I used and, and wanted to really help. So due to all this and giving them that space, I ended up with limited access to my own bathroom due to cats they had and on top of that, my roommate constantly locking themselves in their room to have their own personal time, which would be okay, except that I need access to my bathroom. Uh, it's a shared space. So that was frustrating. And occasionally, with their work, I actually would have some sort of routine. I, uh, they would go to work, I would get up and shower, I would do my work, and so on and so forth. And, and there were weeks at a time that would go by where things would be perfectly okay. I didn't feel like I was quite as restricted i didn't feel, still feel like i was making compromises but i didn't feel like restricted however in the last few months it actually got so bad to a point where they were always either sick or depressed they were out of work or whatever they were doing i have no idea what was going on half the time i was very much clueless very confused all i knew is i was frustrated because i couldn't shower normally and i was actually having to shower at the gym just to make sure i was clean it, it was it was sad it was very frustrating and i don't know what prompted dealing with it in that sort of way other than I guess maybe trying to be non-confrontational being understanding especially when they were sick it was legitimately bad um but I I, I compromised way more but in in this the you know I'm saying oh, well, I don't really understand was it felt it's because I felt like I didn't deserve it <laughs> I made myself feel that way it was it was really crappy and and I, not being seen by these other people I knew they didn't really care for me uh, and but weren't really looking out for me and if I'm not looking out for myself that's ultimately why that happened um, so even though I could just easily be like hey you know I'm letting you live here you need to let me make sure that I have this XY shower time like a normal cordial human being uh, I didn't do that I, I kind of shot myself in the foot in some ways but that's how uncomfortable I was that was just so immensely uncomfortable. Um, now, kind of going on from that, I did get into a habit of working out regularly and doing my ceremonial magic work for weeks and months on end, which was a blessing. <clears throat> and that was awesome and still is awesome. I kind of, of course, just now got back into routine after moving and all that kind of stuff. There's a small gap there. But that that's uh, sort of the normalcy that I'm able to build now. Um, back at that point, though, things were actually far worse than what I have described already. To keep it simple, though, I was unsafe, unhappy, and I was being bled dry inside my own home as well as outside with other less than savory sorts of people who were always trying to reach out for my help. So being bled from the inside and the outside, just not a good time. Due to all this, all this stress both internally externally physically emotionally whatever you want to 
attributed to it was it was a little bit of everything that's is kind of what i'm getting at um buying a home was no longer a goal for me but a necessity to me that was a catalyst to start over and get a grip on myself i could have settled for just removing my roommate and rebuilding myself in that rental home back to kind of where i was before all this but the rental home was always temporary for me I was in pain in that rental home before all these people came into my life. And that's sort of when it really hit me, realizing that, is that I am suffering here no matter what. This is just a roof over my head to provide for my dogs, and it doesn't matter who is here or what I do or what they do, I will never be fulfilled or feel safe here. It doesn't feel like a home. And granted, I'm sure without the extreme financial strain and all the disrespect I'd been dealing with that I may have felt less anxious in there, but the depression was all the same, even if all these other things that I've described never even happened. I was still dealing with that in this home. And granted, the depression just doesn't go away going somewhere else, but this house was just a stepping stone to build something for myself anyway. This was not my home. And having that space, that safety, that place of rest, your temple, your your relaxation space, whatever you want to call it, I didn't really have that. So in the, the last few months, to no one's surprise, uh, I was diagnosed with general anxiety disorder. Now, I've talked about my panic attacks at length on the podcast, and I would actually like to revisit that topic one day once I've learned more about how I'm kind of handling it through this new lens. But my partner noticed that I had much stronger anxiety reactions than they do or that they notice other people do. This was even in regards to things that um, may seem logical to be anxious about. I still had a heightened response. Like, yeah, it makes sense to be anxious about that, but you're you're like at a, a 200 when you should be at, you know, the 100. Um so they suggested that maybe I should ask my therapist about it in more detail. So I did, and my therapist was quick to pull together the data based on how I described my anxiety as a symptom of depression in the past, and that's how I've talked about it before here on the podcast. And then they were able to reconcile that with the new perspective I was describing things through and agreed that I was wrong, <laughs> and I definitely had general anxiety disorder in addition to depression. This is why self-diagnosing your own symptoms uh, ain't always the best. So we'd been barking up this tree this whole time thinking, it's, oh, it's just depression. You, you get anxiety and panic attacks sometimes because you're depressed. Uh, really, there was two trees. One was overgrown into the other one. So you have a separate diagnosis of anxiety and your depression, which not super uncommon, but I wasn't dealing with it in that lens. I was just attacking the depression. I wasn't nurturing or taking care of the anxiety and trying to learn how to heal that too and granted it's really hard if not impossible i don't know yet uh to juggle both of those at the same time i may only be able to focus on one thing or the other but the difference here now is focusing one as its own thing rather than as a symptom of something else they're each going to be given proper care and treated the same way that i'd be treating the depression so that, that's actually honestly good news to be able to identify it that way. So here I am about eight weeks ago, maybe a little more, suffering with this new diagnosis, dealing with that, trying to figure out how I'm going to change my perspective. Obviously, I've been suffering with it the whole time, but 
it's it's just the new lens the perspective once you learn these things about yourself you start to try to view things and attack them and approach them in different ways but got this new diagnosis dealing with it in a new way i'm running low on xanax because my panic attacks are fucking killing me i'm barely sleeping i'm either overeating or barely eating and i can't even smoke a little weed because i gotta pass a drug test to sign my narcotics contract for my xanax so now i can start getting a normal dosage that won't leave me stranded for months at a time so dealing with all that and at the same time i'm hunting for houses i'm juggling finances to be able to afford my roommates move out to help them out my move out and of course afford an actual house uh and then also afford to terminate my lease early if i'm able to afford my house so i'm just amassing debt to the point where my cards are almost maxed out and i'm lucky i got good fucking credit to begin with or getting a loan for the house would have fucking killed me more uh it's it's so stressful so i'm dealing with that and everything happens i find an excellent house i get my roommate moved out several weeks before so that i can pack schedule all my stuff i close on the house and i'm out within a weekend and then i get a call from my landlord they're wondering why the power is canceled in my name at the old place whoops i hadn't let them know yet See, I was still cleaning and setting up their old place. I was trying to be a good tenant since I was rushing out of there early, but my cover got blown. Oh well. I was mostly done anyway. Uh, I gave them the updates they needed. I sent over a formal notice for them. And then I sit with anxiety until last Friday when I pay them. Friday comes. Last of my money is gone. Saturday comes. I give them the keys. No problems. All is well. They're happy with everything. And then I go back to my new home. Now I am officially free at last stressed as hell by all the unpacking i don't have any furniture other than what's in my office uh stuff in my study my bed i don't have a refrigerator no couch no like plates or places to put tvs but these are first word problems like it's fine i've got bread and peanut butter books to read and plenty of magic to do so i'm occupied I've got a roof over my head. It's fine. It's not ideal, but it's fine. You know, I, uh, it's, it's interesting to think about that. I, I kind of don't, almost don't want to leave it there. Like I say that, oh, it's a first world problem, but like it's what you're used to. So not being able to eat the meals that I used, that I'm used to eating or prepare things the same way that I'm used to preparing them, you know, especially for me with kind of always struggling back and forth in my eating disorder. It's like, man, really having to just eat chips and peanut butter sandwiches for like a month. Uh, I've done this before. It's not like I've always had money, but um, it's just, it's different. It's every time it's different. Every time it feels like a survival mode. And I guess that's really what it is. Uh, So not really complaining about it so much as you kind of feel it. And it's different shifts and it could always get worse. You know, at least I do have a house over my head. So I'm trying to be grateful for the little things, but it's also okay. What I guess what I'm trying to illustrate is um, I don't want to minimize those problems too much because things can be worse, but it also doesn't make things comfortable or happy as they are. Because obviously I'm not happy. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about my frustration today. So anyway, side tangent. Um, I've got everything else in order. Um starting my routines again everything's uh good seems like we're going pretty good we're on the up and up so i spend my entire weekend 
cleaning up my social media. So I'm doing this to kind of separate myself from all these people that I don't really want to associate with anymore. So I don't loathe any of these people, um, especially the ones that I'm still friends with. Obviously, I don't loathe them, but I even did clear out some of the ones who I did like, but just don't really talk to anymore. I'm trying to just keep my personal communications exclusive to those who actually contribute back to my life. For the most part, I really just whittled my Snapchat down to essential people. It's not really like I really even use it to begin with. Um, I haven't used it in ages now. Snapchat's just really popular for communicating outside of dating apps. So like once you get off the dating app and they'll usually give you a Snapchat or an Instagram or something like that. Um, but I've been with my current partner for several, several months now. So I don't really have any use for it in that context. And I've got all of my primary friends on there already. And I kind of hope it stays that way. Uh, I'm not really interested in doing that. But it was not a fun experience. I fucking hate dating. Anyway, um, all the other social media stuff, though, I just simply unfollowed people because I don't really care if they follow me. Um, I just don't have any interest in seeing many of those people's lives anymore. If they want to continue following me and see mine, that's fine. As long as there's no problem arises from it, it does. And that's what the block button's for. Otherwise, everything's fine. I have no problem with these people, like I said, so I just don't want to see their stuff. They're more than welcome to see mine if they want to stay. Um, but a lot of these people's feeds were like really sad to begin with or disingenuous at worst. So just some more eye bleach for my personal feed, but social media always sucks. Uh, but whenever you disconnect from folks, part of cutting those cords is good social media hygiene. Sometimes we forget that. You know, I always block numbers for the worst ones, but it's important to never forget those internet connections. It's always good to clean those up too. It'll ultimately make you feel better, not just open an app and then you're brought down immediately by something that you didn't expect to see from someone you didn't want to see it from. So truly clean up everything. Give yourself some good internet hygiene there. It's my, my advice has helped me a lot. So here is the general area, even with that advice, where I do feel a little bit sketch. Just going ghost randomly on these folks uh, feels sketchy. But at the same time, I have a raw public presence, whether that's here on the podcast or via my music or my professional clear career. Sorry, um, All of that stuff is pretty easy to know I exist and see what I do and what I'm working on. And if you're listening now and can't reach out to me like you could before, well, you know you probably got caught up in my kind of cleansing suite. So, no, it's not the most direct or respectful means of handling it. But to me, it was step one in respecting myself a little more. I needed to cut cords both physically and spiritually to rid myself of the dynamics that I created that no longer served me or served others in any positive manner. And I don't, I don't like that. So it was time to, time to clear them. So this meant not really worrying about perception or abruptness or rudeness, but simply solving the problem and letting it play out. And I'm sure it will make some people feel very unhappy with me. But that's okay, because I have who I need in my social circles now, and I am a lot better off mentally for just knowing that. I feel a lot safer in my social dynamics, and I'm not feeling like I'm beholden to anyone that wants to use me for some kind of benefit that's not being reciprocated. It feels much safer already. So, been in my home for a little over two weeks, now I feel more free, but I noticed as I was eating today that I felt empty again. 
That same feeling that always comes and goes finally reared up from the ashes of all that was distracting me. All the stuff that I've talked about. All these big uh, consequential things that had their own beginnings and ends and whatever profound other bullshit way you want to say that. All these distractions. And up from the, the ashes of that was the loneliness and emptiness, the depression. And instead of allowing myself to feel good for a moment, to feel good that I was able to resume my spiritual practice today, to feel good that my office is set up and I'm so successful at work currently, to feel good that my house is almost fully set up and that I'm slowly just not even slowly just really going at restoring my financial state to something that is going to be unrecognizably positive even with all that and I say all that to let you all know that I see how much good there is but even despite my own recognition of anything of that nature that emptiness that depression it comes into focus and says you are alone and it is so fucking frustrating because I do not wish to feel that. I wish to feel any other positive thing, any of the things that I've listed. And it is so frustrating to see all of that good, but only feel the bad. So I'm frustrated. And all of those reasons are why. All of what led up to this. And it's a long story to get to that point, I know, but it's worth sharing to convey the significance and importance of just how frustrating it is to get through all of that suffering, all that growth, all that cleanup, all of that success, and not be able to enjoy my victory because of a mental health block that is ever present within my own brain. This is how frustrating it can be to live with depression, at least for me. It makes me feel like I should just give up because I can't ever really enjoy anything. But I press forward anyway, and I achieve anyway, and I am just so damn frustrated that I can't feel all the positivity from my hard work. What's next for me, however, is to do just that, just to keep pushing forward. You know, Tuesday, I'll meet with my doc again to talk about my Xanax prescription, and maybe that can be an awesome tool my tool belt to be more consistent so at least I can kind of keep the anxiety from sneaking up on me as bad and keep that kind of under control in a reasonable way. Then I'll go to therapy again this week, talk through what I'm feeling now, kind of what I've expressed today and see where that goes, talk about the medication, see how that goes. Then I'll get paid. I'll get to pay down some of the debt and breathe a little again. I already got my groceries stocked up. My space is slowly pulling itself together. Not before too long, my dogs and I will go out to parks again. I'll have a routine of exercise, music, and magic. It'll all unfold, and it will be so healing for me. Will it make the depression go away? God, I sure fucking hope so someday. But for now, my next goal is just to make this new house a home. To feel safe, and to give myself every fighting chance to be able to feel good about all the good that is in my life, once again, and not be blindsided by emptiness. So if any of that resonated with you, be sure you stay tuned, because I'm going to be sharing my experience as I go, like always, and I sincerely hope to have a guest again real soon. 
I've been reaching out to folks here and there, and I've been getting crickets and responses so far, so wish me luck there. I'll, I'll try to be a little bit more persistent. Uh, but in the meantime, be sure to go check out echoesbox.com and follow us on all our social media. It's all on the website, so go to echoesbox.com. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks.